here with Disembodied Podcast. This is Evie Escher. This week I'm talking to Jennifer Lutensky, who is a Usui Holy Fire 3 Reiki Master Healer. She also teaches Vinyasa Yoga and Yoga Sculpt. I've mentioned Reiki many times in previous interviews, so I thought it'd be good to talk to somebody who's actually a Reiki master. So let's hear what she has to say. Welcome to Disembodied Podcast, Jennifer. It's good to meet you. Thank you. Good to meet you as well. So you are a Reiki master, Holy Fire certified. Is yes. that is that your standing right now? Yeah, I um, am a Usui Holy Fire Reiki master. Um, I recently got that in the fall of 2020, just kind of with everything going on in the pandemic, I had already had my level one and level two certifications. So I, I really wanted to get that just to kind of heighten my Reiki energy within myself and then to help be able to coach and train others a little bit deeper with it. So I was reading a little bit on your website, like the, the difference between the levels of Reiki Mm-hmm. Um, where you become a practitioner and like Reiki level two and then Reiki master level. Can you kind of explain like what you go through when you train in Reiki? Yeah, definitely. So with each level, you go through a training um, with a Reiki master healer. So during those training sessions with level one, you're primarily focused on training and just doing self-healing with Reiki. So that energy, it kind of introduces it into your body for the first time. Um, It kind of heightens your senses. You'll start to, I mean, if you've practiced Reiki before, you may already have some of those types of the ability to like tap into it already within you. I had previously had Reiki sessions done to myself. So I found it kind of easier to like get into that mindset and things like that when we were going through the experiences. So with the trainings, you'll be led through almost like a guided session that calls in the Reiki energy, it inputs it into your system. And during that time, you'll also have kind of like a almost meditative, you're in a heightened state of, you know, sensory, and you'll sometimes, you know, depending on your physical body, like I, a lot of times will see colors, I'll see, you know, visions of certain things. Usually it's more like nature driven and stuff like that. Definitely. I always feel like floating kind of, so it's almost like the next level from like meditation, like meditation, I just feel relaxed. And with this, you kind of feel a little bit more floaty, tingly, that kind of stuff. So with level two, um, that allows you to do healing both distantly with people and in person face to face. So that heightens the Reiki energy within your system about four times greater than the initial with level one. And then when you're in the master level, it heightens it even further and you go through in the master level you get what's called ignitions where you have the energy input into your system and throughout that that's a training session that's about three days I'd say about 24 hours so you go through several different instances where each experience will be differed kind of like one from another if that makes the most sense I guess (laughs) From what I understand, you have to be given the power to do Reiki from somebody, the master, right? Correct. You, um, the master would have to 
call in the Reiki source energy. And then once they do that, then it is in your body. And after that, it would never go away. But I think that personally, it it heightens like the more that you use it. So if you're doing self Reiki consistently, or if you're giving a Reiki session to someone else or doing trainings or different things like that. I think that the energy that you're feeling within your body just continues to grow and expand and is, is more heightened from there. Do you feel it when the master brings it into your body then? Like you do. It's almost like one of those of where it's like, you kind of feel like a, like a light switch turns on or you'll feel like you go into like this meditative state and I usually can feel like tingling or heat in my hands and things like that. I mean, people can have different experiences within their own body, but usually that's what I'll, I'll feel myself is is a lot of heat. Sometimes it's up by my head, sometimes it's in my hands, things like that. But each time that it's, it's called in, I definitely always have a sensory experience with it. Hmm. Wow. That's, it's kind of neat. I, I really have wanted to pursue it for a long time. I've never gotten around to it, but I know people who yeah. um, have trained in Reiki. So I've heard a little bit about it here and there. Yeah. I think it's definitely growing and expanding. Um, I'm personally in Chicago. So here I've been hearing about it probably for three, four years. I'm sure it's been around much longer in the area, but as far as like within my sphere of connections and things like that. And I know that, you know, New York, LA, San Francisco tends to usually hear about a lot of that stuff kind of before we do. So it just kind of depends on like where you're at and how I think a lot of times yoga and things like that will give you the opportunity to do those types of practices in conjunction with, with their studio. Oftentimes you'll have sound baths or different things like that. So that's usually like where people will see their first introduction to it. Yeah. It's becoming a little more mainstream. I it's been around in, in California for a long time. I remember like 20 years ago, people talking about Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I think it's just becoming more mainstream now and people are more aware of it everywhere. Definitely. How did you, so you started off with yoga, correct? correct? And you, you liked the, the challenge of vinyasa yoga. Was that the mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Yeah. I started in vinyasa yoga, probably I was practicing probably 2012, 2013. Um, and then I went on to get a certification in vinyasa in 2018, but I'd been to several different studios and that was the modality that I felt like fit with what I wanted for my own body. And then I ended up also getting a yoga sculpt certification, so yoga with weights and things like that in 2019 as well. So I have a couple certifications in that, but that was kind of my introduction to Reiki and all things energy healing. You were pretty athletic and you, you were looking more for like a physical toning type yeah. exercise, right? Yeah. More of a physical practice. I um, have been pretty athletic since high school. I ran a lot there, but through college and into my early career life, I wanted something that complemented the running and would give me still a challenge instead of just being 
sitting with your thoughts and things like that. I would say now, I mean, my body craves a little bit more slowness, a little bit more deep stretching than it did maybe 10 years ago, but um, (laughs) I definitely still enjoy a good challenging vinyasa class. And I'm curious if you got the kind of spiritual component of yoga while you were doing such a physical form of yoga. Not as much in in the beginning, definitely no. So, I mean, I would say that it's, it's evolved more to be that for me now, where like at the time I hadn't practiced, I'd done vinyasa, I'd done a little bit of Bikram yoga. Um, I had gone to a couple young classes, but I thought that those were boring. And then now it's, I would say that I've dabbled in Morian, a lot of, um, I've done Kundalini, different things like that as well, where I, I probably wouldn't have 10 years ago. So it's kind of like an evolution probably. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it definitely, I think, you know, as we get older, our bodies definitely need and call for different things, depending on where we're at, you know, physically, mentally, all of the above. So what do you recommend for people who are not really into yoga? Like what's the starting point? Hatha yoga? What would you say? Yeah. I mean, I definitely would say if you've never tried it before, try to find like a a Hatha or a a yin yoga, something that's a little bit more slow. I mean, a lot of studios will offer an introductory level one type of class. I think that that's a great jumping off point. I, I wouldn't say to dive into something with weights or in a, into a vinyasa until you at least like have the postures down. YouTube's also a great starting point too. And I mean, there's a lot of teachers that will break down things. And I think if you even want to start there to kind of get your bearings as, as far as what things look like in someone's body and things of that nature, that it's also really helpful. YouTube is helpful. I've (laughs) used it so many times, like Mm -hmm. just for looking up, you know, random exercises or whatever, stretching exercises. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for something super specific too, I mean, if you want to say, oh my gosh, my hips are hurting me today. What can I do to stretch them? I think that that's a great place to like start and just get some ideas to jump off from. Yeah. And you don't have to be athletic really to, you know, just start that way. It's, it doesn't require a lot of athleticism if you're no, no. just doing stretching. <laughs> no. So do you think that your spirituality has kind of evolved in line with the learning of Reiki and the mastery of Reiki? And I mean, when did you start meditation? I should ask that. Meditation I've dabbled in. I've probably been doing that for like three or four years. I've been more consistent about it over the past year, but it's still one of those of there are certain days that I don't. And I try to most days of the week, especially, you know, Monday through Friday, but it's, it's one of those until I feel like it kind of like converged together between yoga and meditation of where I found it easier, the more yoga I did to be able to get into a space of where I could shut off the thoughts more that were running through my mind than I could when I first initially started. I remember, you know, taking my first classes and thinking about like my to-do list and all the things I had to do when I left. And, and now it's really a space for me to just kind of be in my own body and not really have to think about those things even if it's just for 45 minutes or an hour. But as far as the evolution of the spirituality side and things like that, I think that they've all kind of continually grown and built upon one another as I've spent more time kind of dabbling in 
other practices, I would say even, you know, learning more about astrology, learning more about tarot, different things like that, where I feel like they're all kind of in line with one another and everything's connected in its own little way. So I, I think that all of that has kind of just continually evolved for me over the past, you know, handful of years. I have to ask a deeper question. Like, do you, what's your concept of the cosmos? Who's out there? I mean, according to what you've discovered maybe through Reiki and meditation, what do you think is on the other side? (laughs) I think that there are definitely spirit guides. I think that, you know, those that have passed on ancestrally for us, I think that there's also some level of angelic, you know, if you want to look at it as angels, archangels, whatever that is, I wouldn't necessarily say it's so much spirituality coming from the traditional church side that I think is out there. But I think that there's beings and guides that are continually within our sphere that are helping us kind of like move through life, whether or not we choose to recognize that they're always there. I still think that they're around us. So how did that idea come to you? I think the more that I kind of like lean into those practices and things like that, the more I'll kind of see that showing up in my day to day. So it might be, you know, you're walking down the street and you see a set of numbers on a car where it's like one, one, one or three, 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 different things like that. Or you'll see, you know, something that reminded you of your grandmother, things like that. For me, a lot of it has been really accepting that there's no coincidence with, with things and that, you know, if, if you're throwing things out into the universe, usually you'll get the answers back that you've kind of been looking for. So, I I mean, I think even if I pull tarot cards, a lot of times, if you'll ask the tarot deck for guidance, often it is telling you things that, you know, are going on and you can usually make parallels to what the information is, is giving to you. So for me, it's just really leaning into the messages that you're seeing in your day to day and the stuff that you're digesting and kind of seeing that show up more and more. So, you know, I I don't know if it's all Reiki or (laughs) you're just kind of (laughs) believing in that a little bit more than I might have in the past, but that's really where I've gotten to, to this place. Where were you spiritually before you started all of this? Were you religious at all ever or? Not particularly. I mean, growing up, I had gone to church. I wouldn't, I was never baptized or anything like that. Um, My mom's side was Presbyterian. My dad's side was Catholic. So I'd been in a Catholic church, but it wasn't like a weekly thing for us. It was more like holidays and, you know, big events and weddings and stuff. So I wasn't actively practicing by any means. So I think it was just one of those of, I always believed in something guiding us, but I didn't necessarily think it was just like this divine God. I I think I'm more of a sense of spirits and things like that. And not that I don't believe in God, but I I'm not divinely following that type of a mindset. Sometimes it changes probably throughout your life. I mean, maybe when people get older, they can focus more on believing, I guess, rounding out, 
you know, the details or something, you know, and sometimes it's, I think it's good just to be okay, thinking that there's something out there supporting you, you Mm -hmm. know, I I think that's enough a lot of times. And, you know, I think maybe as you get older, closer to the grave, so to speak, (laughs) then you might want to like investigate it further, understand it more. You know, I think it's just like a, something that happens over time, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, you know, the more that you kind of see that come up in in your life and, and look for those signs and things like that, the more that you'll see the answers that you might be looking for. So how do you stay positive? I mean, I know you do yoga and that is in itself going to help anybody, you know, who practices it, but how do you stay positive when you're not doing yoga? I mean, I think for me, the biggest things are finding routines that kind of work well within my days. So whether or not I'm doing yoga, moving my body is usually something that's important to me. I run, I do run a lot. Um, so running or lifting weights, walking, I've walked a lot during the pandemic. So I would say that, you know, just something where I'm connecting with nature, getting outside, even if the weather is cold and freezing, I think it's, it's just good to be outside of your physical home space. And then meditation always helps. I try to do that most days. I mean, I, I do that usually before I go to bed and I feel like that or really good, deep, heavy breathing always, always grounds me as well. But yeah. I mean, I would say just finding practices that ground you and make you feel like you have some type of consistency in and out, even if the world around you is feeling a little chaotic. So and you have classes too. I, I noticed you have quite a few classes. Are you targeting people who are, are kind of depressed? Or are you targeting people who are um, needing healing, like physically in their body? What do you focus on mostly? Yeah. So I teach yoga on Wednesdays, actually at a running studio here. So that's more of like a stretching for people who are already active in the running space, but need to kind of balance it out with yoga. And then with the Reiki healing journeys that I do, I do those two days a week. That's generally more, yeah, someone that's, you know, kind of stressed out, has a lot of things going on, needs to find a little bit more calm and grounding and peacefulness within their day. I think that, you know, throughout this year, it's been for me a great way to feel a sense of peace and relaxation when other times of the day might not feel like that. So it's Reiki is always one of those places that anytime I practice it, I always feel better after. And I always feel this kind of release, relaxation, you know, worries kind of like wash themselves aside. Do you think just knowing like how to do Reiki on yourself has prevented a lot of issues from coming up like physically or mentally or anything with you? Yeah, I think that um, knowing how to do that and then, you know, also having weekly things that I'm participating in are always really powerful as well. So having that as some type of routine for myself is always, I have a Reiki share that I do with my master healer that I did my training with that we do on Mondays. So it's always just a great way to kind of share in that really loving, unconditional love type of energy and we've been doing that since probably like April or May of 2020. So, I mean, it's, it's been one of those really great practices for me to have within my week. 
And do you guys do it by video or just? Yeah, it's over Zoom. So we'll okay. um, we'll meet on Zoom and, you know, it's anywhere between like three, five, sometimes 10 people. And if it's a larger group, we'll break up into little mini groups and we'll send Reiki to the other person on the other side of the computer. So you can usually see, we'll keep our cameras on usually so we can see each other and you'll have that intention of, you know, whatever they're needing that night and you're able to see their their physical body and you can kind of direct that energy towards them during that time. I kind of want to join something like that too. (laughs) It sounds fun. It sounds like, you know, there's a little bit of a community feeling with it. Mm -hmm. It's great to see the same people over and over again. And, you know, there's some people that like are looking for a job right now and, we'll hear updates about different changes and things like that, or people that are in school and, you know, kind of whatever comes up for each individual week over week. So it's nice to see familiar faces and to be able to kind of help where it's like a give and take of if you're needing help one week and, and they're able to give a little bit more, it's a, it's a really positive space to be in. So what type of tips do you have for people who are kind of like, you know, having a tough time right now and maybe they're not (laughs) exercising much. And I've gone through phases like this myself in the past year where I've just been like sitting at home a lot and it's kind of hard sometimes to force yourself out. I don't know why. I mean, there's good weather here too. We have no excuse. What do you say to people? Like, how do you motivate people to make some positive changes? I think definitely starting small, you know, if it's like you're going from zero to, you can't go from zero to 60 and expect like things to go easily. So, I mean, if it's 10 minutes, I mean, 10 minutes is better than anything, you know, start your day with like a morning walk. I've been telling people, you know, if you're working from home now and you weren't previously also kind of creating either a fake commute on the beginning of your day or the back end of your day. I know it sounds a little crazy, but if you're used to (laughs) that and you don't, walk around the block, walk for 20 minutes or however long it would take you on your standard commute. And then you signify to yourself, like I'm done for today. I'm not doing any more work today. Or even if you do have to go back to that, at least you're taking, you know, some time for yourself. I think, you know, just start off small. If it's meditation and you're trying to get into that, start with like three to five minutes, something really, really teeny can still build up and and be added onto as you go on. But I, I think just starting and taking it one day at a, at a time and, and giving yourself grace of, you know, oh my gosh, I skipped today, but get back to it tomorrow. So just doing something and kind of just creating those routines and creating those rituals. And I think that that ends up really mounting to positive action and feelings of, you know, a little bit more, security or safety when there's so many uncontrollable things going on. So I love the idea of a fake commute. That yeah. is gold. That is gold. I mean, yeah, I do, do one every day. afternoon and I, I talk to my mom on the phone every single day. I've called her every day since like March 13th and I check in on her and just make sure that, you know, things are going okay. I haven't seen them physically in that long of a time, but it's just a good way to kind of keep our bearings with one another. But yeah, even if you're listening to a podcast or music or nothing at all, I think the little commute idea is is great. <laughs> yeah, I take an evening walk typically, but I 
really don't do much in the morning as far as exercise or anything. Mm -hmm. And that is a good idea to try to get out and just do like, I mean, it would normally take me 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to get to work. So I could just walk around the block even. Yeah. I know the exact, you know, route that's like uh, one mile, you know, in my neighborhood. So that's my, my (laughs) of 20 minutes. Good. At least I got some type of movement in. Well, I appreciate taking you taking the time to um, fill us in on, on Reiki and all that you're doing. And I'll definitely put a link to your website. People can drop in on your courses, I would assume, no matter where they are, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, they will be live on Zoom. So that will be really kind of the way going forward for a lot of them. So I'm here on my website. I can be found on, you know, Instagram and things like that. I'm more than happy to share that with your guests as well. Okay, great. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, I, um, thank you so much. I think you're doing good work and I'm kind of, um, I'm wanting to do this Reiki weekend recharge healing life force. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to listed. have you. Please <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Will do. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Feel free to leave questions or comments for this episode at disembodiedpodcast.com.